Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon, and thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. We're right there at the top. Uh, of course, that's where we belong. Or stream it from SEMSynergy.com. I'm joined today with Susan and uh, one of our SEO analysts, Michael Terry, who's been playing around with the Google Chrome brand new browser. It's uh, been around for a little bit, but uh, it, it's news to most of us. Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, so last week there was a lot of buzz about Chrome releasing that. Like you said, it's not new to the Google kids, but the rest of us are just getting to play with it finally. Um, Google's, like I said, Google's new open source browser. Um, we thought we'd take a look at the effect of browsers from an SEO standpoint, because that's you know, not really something that gets talked about a lot anymore, but Google Chrome really kind of brings up that issue, testing on different browsers, all that sorts of thing. We've been talking with Michael a, a bit about this, and every time we ask him one nice short question, he seems to get off into about 25 hours worth of dissertation on it. Um, so I think for the audience, what we're going to do is just say, so what do you think of Google Chrome? Well, uh, I, I don't have a short and simple answer to that question. Um, I'm actually, like I, I've talked about before we got on the uh, until we start, before we started recording, is that I'm ambivalent. Um, just from a personal standpoint, it uh, some of the things, some of his features are attractive, and so it pulls me in a different direction that I'd like to standardize on Firefox, which obviously is the dominant browser for people who are technically minded today. But Chrome has some cool features. Um, for instance, you you can pull up a task manager, which shows your different um, your different uh, tabs and what's going on with them. Uh, one funny thing about the task manager is it actually pokes a little fun at uh, the other browsers that you're running at the time, and it compares Google Chrome's memory management to uh, IEs and um, and other browsers that are open. And in general, Google Chrome does a lot better. It uses a far less memory. Um, I like the fact that Google Chrome is really fast for some things that it does. Uh, some things, but other times I've been using it and it'll like slow down or it'll lock up on a tab. It'll, you know, I'll ask it to scroll down and it'll be like, wait, what? Oh, oh, right, I'm, I'm doing something. <laughs> well, I haven't noticed that so much, but the fact is that in profiling um, certain types of JavaScript, so if you're using web applications that are JavaScript heavy, like a lot of the new Web 2.0 stuff, Google will be faster, especially when it's doing recursive function calls. Um, of course, the profiling that Google's been promoting are unit tests that are optimized to show off the stuff that they've done. Um, so there are types of JavaScript calls that probably are about the same as other um, browsers. In fact, some profiling shows that, for instance, Safari 4.0 with this brand new rendering engine, Spider, I think, what is it, Trace Monkey? Oh no, that's the Firefox one. But anyway, Firefox is, or Safari is really fast. 
Um, but underneath Chrome is actually WebKit. So as far as page rendering, it's going to be similar in profile to, for instance, the Safari web browser, which is cross-platform. Yeah, there are, I think there are a lot of cool things about Chrome. You were showing um, us earlier that if you do a Control-F, it'll actually show you all of the in the scroll bar all the places on the page where that wherever your search term appears. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculously cool. (laughs) Yeah. It gives you little orange ticks. And it also, um, in the the find box, in the find dialog, it it counts how many times the the item appears on the page. So that's nice. I think that that's great, you know, because we obviously do that with the tool set with linear distribution um, when we run the KDA. And it'll show you where on the page things are showing up and tells you how many times you've used it. That just seems like a great, quick... Hey, what are my competitors doing? Let me look. Oh, they've got this word on this page six times. Interesting. It's in the title, and oh, look, here it is here, here, and here. Good to know. You know, I just think it would be a really cool, quick little tool for SEOs. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think there's certainly a lot of cool tools that help SEOs. I think that operationally, it when I installed Chrome, I mean, it, it came out, we, we were all over it, like within five minutes, half the company had downloaded it. Um, And it was pretty easy to actually get in and look at, and it wasn't hard to open up. And the first thing I did is I went to my homepage and I said, well, something's got to be broken here because my homepage doesn't load that fast. (laughs) Uh, I mean, my homepage has, what, three different, four different analytics tools in Java on the bottom and uh, a floating iframe and uh, flash at the top and you open it up, and it uh, even with Zephyr, uh, the scalable Inman Flash replacement, everything that I have running on my homepage, all that technology, it is about eight times faster in Google Chrome than it is in IE. Just comparing those, and that's just loading a page. Yeah, as as a matter of fact, some wag online I saw said that uh, he was going to have to go back to IE because um, in Google Chrome his page was loading a little bit too fast. And he likes to see the browser working when he loads it. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. needs to see the effort behind it. Yeah. He needs to see the little uh, hourglass spin. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think that web designers actually have a tougher problem then because they're going to design something and they're not going to be able to charge by the second anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that is a, it's a real problem, the fact that there's another browser out there that you're going to have to contend with as far as issues when you're doing web design. So that's always a little bit of a pain. Absolutely. Well, over time... Uh, for people that visit our site, certainly it's an SEO site. Uh, last time I looked, about 48%, that was the actual number, 48% of all of our visitors to our website were in Firefox. Uh, the statistics I've seen so far is that the day um, Chrome came out, some companies were reporting browser usage at the 10% range. Now, I don't know if that's uh, just because it was new, everybody was playing with it, or whether it was really meaningful. But certainly from the standpoint of where are we going and what are we going to do with it, um, I don't think Chrome is anywhere near done. There's so many features I miss that it doesn't do. I think that uh, the cool thing about it is it is new, it is fast, and everybody says Google more often in their daily vocabulary than they used to. (laughs) So from a Google point of view, certainly that is good. Um, I don't know. I don't think Google's going to make any more money over it. I think they had to respond to IE, but uh, that's about it. I don't know. I think 
uh, we Michael and I talked a little about this. We're looking at Google creating a off the desktop operating system. Basically, that's where they're going with this. They've got a whole suite of tools and things are just moving on. Right. Unfortunately, we don't have much more time to talk about this because we could talk about it for ages. But it's time for a break. Um, stick around because next Virginia is going to be interviewing Vanessa Fox, former Googler and, of course, the author of Vanessa Fox Nude. Uh, Vanessa has talked about SEO and developer issues that are her specialty and what she's going to be planning for SMX East. Stay tuned because more SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article S-E-N-D-E-R.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com, specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management. Topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Max, with our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? CMX has MediaGuard. We can select our own advertising banning profile, so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. Strike point. You all heard about this new search engine, Cool. One of the main features is that the, the way that they present the listings. They show it in three columns, and they want to show a little picture uh, right to, to each of the listings. A Grenoble-based quantum computer researcher by the name of Jonathan Kreditsch. Uh, he, um, of course, went to Google when he heard about it and, and typed in his own name, which um, came up with some interesting... These <laughs> <laughs> two guys masturbating over me. Basically, it's two guys, and one of the guys is masturbating on top of the... You know, you get the picture. And apparently, it's not Jonathan. 
<laughs> Strike Point. Live broadcast Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I am here with Vanessa Fox the, of the legendary Vanessa Fox nude blog and her <laughs> more, <laughs> um, the more recent Jane and Robot. Thanks for coming on the show, Vanessa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Um, so I saw you were at SES uh San Jose, I didn't get a chance to introduce myself because you looked very busy, but... Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good show. It was a busy time. Yeah, and you're also helping to plan one of the next big conferences coming up, SMX East. That's right. Um, in fact, I uh, the, on the, on the pitch process is just about to close, so they're going to kind of take a look at, um, at all the potential speakers and get all that worked out. I think they're hoping to get the um, agenda posted pretty soon so people can start to take a look at that but yeah that's coming up i think october 6th through eighth, maybe right near the beginning of october that sounds right yeah um so i don't remember where I, oh it was on it was on your blog um that you're going to be doing the seo in-house day um, um so that's actually going to be done by um jessica bowman oh okay um, yeah i did a developer day for smx advanced um, and we're looking to probably do that again maybe for SMX West. Um, so it's kind of nice to have these these whole day and tracks that are just about one and topic and people can go and, and just kind of go to all the all the sessions that have to do with that. So, yeah, so she's going to be doing um, an in-house day for SMX East, which, which I think will be really great. Um, well, so are you helping out with the, like, some of the sessions, like Flash and SEO and yep. some of those so, ones? Yeah, so I'm doing um, a lot of the technical sessions on the Flash and SEO, and I think will be really interesting because, you know, Adobe recently um, launched some stuff that they've been working with Google um, and Yahoo on to be able to crawl Flash sites a little bit better. And so we've um, been, I'm talking with Adobe to kind of get together some best practices to talk about during that session. Um, We're going to do a session all about URLs, which may seem kind of boring on the face of it. But once you start to dig into it, there's actually all kinds of technical issues that can happen with URLs, and of course, they can cause a lot of search problems. So we're going to try to pinpoint, you know, the top issues people have with URLs and then really put together some good options with the pros and cons of each one. For instance, you know, if you use a tracking like parameter on the URLs, you know, how do you um, make sure that the search engines index, the, you know, the canonical version, but the, that you're getting all of the links, you know, in case people share it or blog it. So, you know, you kind of get into all these things um, like that. So we're doing a session where we're going to talk about enhanced listings, which, you know, we're ho- hopefully going to talk about the search monkey stuff, a lot of the um, one-box stuff that Google has, local listings, you know, all kind of um, enhanced types of things. Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be some good stuff. Definitely. And of course, there's nothing like attending this session, but I'm going to ask you a couple questions about 
for example, Flash and SEO? Because um, you also covered that more in depth on the blog. So um, yeah, yeah. So I did a, a big article on it on Search Engine Land, but then I, I did a post on my own blog where I came across a site that, um, despite the new um, initiatives, I felt may still have a problem being crawled. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this isn't really like the green light for developers to just make full flash sites. Well, and so, you know, I actually have talked with Adobe since then about that very issue, um, mm-hmm. you know, about how when you – they did come out and, and um, it kind of sounded like um, their announcement was like, now if you have a flash site, a flash application, you don't have to do anything at all, and, you know, your site will be well-crawled and indexed. And they said, yeah, you know, what they really were trying to get across is that, you know, the things that they've done will work in all versions of Flash will work, you know, any way that you've developed it, but certainly that there are best practices, just like with building websites, to keep in mind, um, you know, that you want all of your text in um, text since they still won't be um, extracting images. You know, obviously, if you have a video or a graphic um, that doesn't have any um, text in it, you know, there's lots of things that you still would need to think about um, if you have a Flash uh, site, Mm -hmm. certainly. Okay. Right. Um, So... Another one of the uh, specialties, I maybe you could say, that you um, help out with or talk about is like where developer issues meet SEO. Um, and you yeah. did a lot of work at Google when you were expanding the guidelines for webmasters. And yep. you also um, are doing janeandrobot.com, which yes. basically focuses on that whole aspect. Yeah, and that's a new site, um, so I'm just ramping it up. You know, I launched it to just sort of, you know, get a sense um, of what the types of things that people really needed to get information about and were really interested in. And so it was sort of a slow launch, And um, but, you know, I got a lot of positive feedback about it and a lot of good ideas on the direction. So I would expect a lot more to be coming from that site soon. But, yeah, that focuses specifically on an audience of web developers, um, you know, because there's a lot of stuff out there about SEO now um, and search marketing, but a lot of it focuses on the marketers or the SEOs. Um, And there's not a lot um, of sites out there that focus specifically on the the developer audience and talk just to them. Um, And I think even marketers may find some of it interesting because a lot of times you have to work with developers, and so it's nice to sort of understand the language of the developer and be able to um, translate the things that you need into, you know, their language. So that's what I'm hoping to do more of there. No, absolutely. And, and, and like you said, it's kind of filling a hole where, um, where they're, and it's really great quality information, like managing robots access and, you know, images are great to have, but how do you, do you really use them effectively and, and all that yeah. good stuff. So yeah, absolutely. that'll be nice um, to see more of. Yeah, um, we're hoping to get some stuff out soon, actually, about the Flash stuff specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have some more things kind of lined up um, from there. We have some stuff talking specifically about the technology platforms, like if you use ASP.NET or if you use IS, if you use Ruby, um, you know, things that you might want to keep in mind specifically for those platforms. Um, So most of that stuff I'm coming soon. Well, I'm really excited about it. That is cool. Kind of switching topics, you had some interesting things to say about the black hat, white hat panel and just giving your 
insight into, you know, where the, what the discussion maybe really should be, you know, you defined black hat as anything outside of, of webmaster guidelines, but do you think maybe it's time for the search engines to update their guidelines? Um, so the search engines have been updating their guidelines over time, and I think it's not just a matter of updating their guidelines, but updating their um, technologies and how they crawl the web. Um, because that's, I, you know, what I talked about in uh, of the blog post that you're referring to um, was that when you're looking at, you know, in my estimation, when you're looking at what's white hat, what's what's black hat, people start to get into um, a different but related um, discussion, which is, well, what should be white hat? What, you know, I have these um, technological issues and, you know, I'm not trying to spam anyone. I'm not trying to um, deceive anyone. I'm just trying to work around my technological issue. So therefore, this should be a white hat um, tactic. Um, and the problem with that um, discussion is, first of all, it's a very valid um, discussion, and I think that we should have those discussions. But explaining why something should be okay doesn't actually make it a low, you know, risk behavior in um, in Google, for instance. It, right. it, you know, it doesn't actually, you know, help your site um, when it's going through all of the algorithms that the search engines use. Um, so I think that that what needs to happen and what is happening is that um, the search engines are looking at and talking to um, site owners saying, well, what are the issues? Because, you know, the search engines care about it not only um, because they want to have a good relationship with site owners, but they obviously are looking to provide the most relevant, useful search results that they can. That's sort of their stated mission. Um, and so in order to do that, they need to be able to index as much of the web as they possibly can. So when you have technology such as Flash or Ajax um, that keeps content locked away from search engines, that means that they're not able to serve that up in search results for users. So, you know, it's certainly in their best interest to evolve as the technologies evolve to find ways to um, index that um, content and therefore there wouldn't be a need for these workarounds that people say that, you know, they need. So I think the Adobe Flash um, launch is really an example of that, where the search engines are saying, okay, here's one issue, you know, people aren't sure how to serve up content in Flash, um, and so they're working to be able to do that. So I think um, you're going to see more and more of that, um, more and more ways that the search engines can get to the content um, but, but the guidelines themselves, you know, they do evolve them, particularly what they've done lately, um, and I did a lot of this when I was at Google, um, is expand, you know, the explanation. So people, particularly people who don't know a lot about SEO, can really get a lot of good explanation about, um, you know, how to work on things. And there are some options there. Um, I know I wrote um, a section that talks about um, cloaking, for instance, where I say, hey, you know, if you think you need to um, cloak, because of these reasons, here's some other options instead of cloaking um, that won't be high risk behavior. Ah, uh, yes. So um, that's that's all the time I've got. But thank you for coming on the show, Vanessa. Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. And um, obviously, lots of good stuff to get out of vanessafoxnew.com. And hopefully, we'll see um, more stuff coming through janeandrobot.com soon. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, thank you again. In the next thank segment, you. <laughs> uh, Susan and I will be following up on this conversation with some things to remember about the webmaster guidelines from various search engines. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network, giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCsearch.com. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. Affiliate Marketing Insider, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and before the break, I was talking to Vanessa Fox. We spoke a little bit about Google's Webmaster Guidelines, which is a project that Vanessa was involved with helping expand. And so in this next segment, we thought we'd take a look at some of the different resources available to webmasters interested in learning what search engines have explicitly said or, or search engine representatives about making a search-friendly site. Yeah, um, obviously there's the guidelines and everyone should have read them and kind of know what's in them. They do update them occasionally, but you know, once you know them, you kind of know them, but there are resources out there beyond, you know, just what the guidelines say on, and you can kind of get ideas about what the search engines want or are looking for. Um, and I think it's really kind of valuable to take a look at what those things are and where you can find them. Obviously the, any of the official blogs are a great place to start. Sure. Uh, Google Webmaster Central, um, their blog spot, it's Google Webmaster Central dot blogspot dot com is their official blog. That was very redundant. <laughs> but that's a great place to start. They always are updating about what they're changing in those tools and what they're looking for. So that's a good 
uh, start whysearchblog.com um, is Yahoo's official blog. Uh, Microsoft's is blogs.msdn.com slash webmaster. Yes, it is. Uh, and all those are, you know, another good start. But where else can you go? Um, well, you know, a big uh, friend of Bruce Clay is the lovable Patrick Sexton, and he's got the awesome feedthebot.com which, um, you know, the guidelines are great. They're pretty straightforward. But, you know, at the same time, you may need some help with the definitions as you're going through it and um, examples maybe, ways to tell if your site is following or not following. And all those things are covered on Feed the Bot. Yeah, the the nice thing about Feed the Bot is, like you said, it is very just any terms anybody can understand. Google gets a little bit jargony, and if you don't understand the way they're talking about something, you can get you can misinterpret what the actual guideline means. So it's great to have Pat just you know sit down and basically say, okay, what this convoluted little sentence means is this, and it's right. very clear. You can always and he cross references it back to the guideline, which is awesome. Um, yeah, and then other ways. I mean. You've always got your search engine representatives floating around conferences. Yeah, both on panels um, and, you know, on the floor. They're Obviously, they usually have a booth, and you can kind of bend their ear a little bit. I really think that the live blogging, you know, that we do um, and that Search Engine Roundtable does is a great way. If a Google representative is on a panel, whatever they're saying is going to be Google policy, Right. And I don't mean like you should, you know, go there and ask them the tricksy little questions and ask them what the algorithm is, but just in general, they're very willing to give you their point of view on things. And it's a good way to just kind of see, well, where what are they thinking at this point? What are what are they looking at at this point? You know, when somebody asks them the same question they've been asked seven different times, are they still giving the same answer? Because things change. <laughs> Okay, another place you can be looking for this kind of information is on the forums, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it, you know, we used to have Google Guy, and then there were Google Guy who was several people, but there's obviously um, still a search engine presence on the forums out there, so going through and and looking at things that they're saying there, you know, because they're usually dealing with a very specific problem, you know, right. this kind of thing is freaking out, but it can still gives you a little bit of guidance in order to extrapolate it. And the important thing about all of this is not, like I said, it's, it's not trick them into saying something, giving away anything, because that's, you know, in general, you don't need that. <laughs> There's a lot of information already out there, there is. but it's just a matter of clarifying what the expectations are. And you can see, you know, what do they like? What do they not like? What are they actually saying about stuff? People get so caught up in speculating about what is going on inside the search engine's mind and they start debating it and it gets to these huge, complicated, confusing levels when going back to the guidelines, going back to what the representatives have said, it's usually pretty clear. They're, they're usually not trying to be confusing. 
sometimes they're trying to be vague, but they're not usually trying to be confusing. And so going back is really the important part of, I think, this topic is make sure that you know where you're standing so that you're not relying on secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand information that's been passed through, you know, like a game of telephone. Right. So, I mean, this is all very important stuff to keep in mind. I mean, we know that, you know, we want to make our site accessible or every page through a static link. We know that we we can't use images, all these things. But but then again, you know, you come up with your specific problems through your site. You're not finding rankings on a certain page and, and all that. So lots of places to take a look, talk to yeah. people that have... Uh, yeah, definitely. And in the end, really, it just all comes back to give the users the information they're looking for. That's what the search engines go. want you to do. If you do that, everything will be copacetic, right? Beautiful. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's show. As always, thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy. If there's anything you'd like to hear about on the show, any questions or comments, please send an email over to synergy at bruceclay.com. We'll be happy to answer that and possibly talk about them on the show a little bit. Yeah, we'd love to. This is Susan in Virginia. We're asking you to come back next week for more industry insights and experts. You can also visit semsynergy.com for info on this week's guest and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.